What up, everyone? Welcome to the Undialed Podcast. This is the third episode on the Undialed TV channel. Today, we have a really awesome guest with us today. His name is Seth. So, Seth, tell us a little, a little bit about you. I feel like we've had conversations in passing and in skate parks and stuff and, and things before, but I feel like we've never really sat down and had a good conversation. So, so tell me, tell me your full name and like where you're from. All right. My full name is Seth Lachlan. I'm from Roseburg, Oregon. And man, I've been riding scooters for over seven years now. And yeah. Awesome. So, so you're from Oregon. Tell, tell me, tell me a little bit about like the scooter scene up there. The scooter scene in Oregon is actually, it's, it's okay. California, Arizona, Washington, those states that are along the line up and below us. Yeah. Definitely have it more. How so? Describe um, more. It's just like, I make Seattle trips. I make Arizona trips. I'm down here. Also California as well. Yeah. Um, and they're all just so much more popping than Oregon. And like Oregon definitely has a scene. Um, just, just definitely not as much as our neighboring states. Just, you mean just not as many overall riders? Yeah. Correct. Got it. I feel like the, I feel like the scooter scene in Oregon is really good. I know Elliot Arnold just moved up there and uh, my friend, uh, Wyatt lives up there and it looks like a really cool scene with like a really like unique skate parks and spots yeah. like battleground skate park is there, right? Battleground is actually in Washington. Okay, my bad, my bad. Super <laughs> sick skate park though, but and it, it's it's not that far from Oregon. It's literally straight over the border. Got you. Like thirty minutes away from Portland. So, Got you. Yeah. Do you live near Portland? Um, I do not. Um, I live on I five, which is where Portland is located. I'm about three hours south. Got you. Born and raised in Roseburg, and um, I've lived I've lived pretty much a lot of places in Oregon, <laughs> but. How close do you live to like Bend? Because I know uh, there, Jake, Jake Clark lives there. Matt, Matt Elston. Yep. So um, that's about three hours from home. Really? Yeah. I I make the trip willingly though. Really? It's a fun time. Yeah. Did so. you Did you get to grow up riding with like Jake Clark and? No. No. No, and I'm bummed. So Jake Clark, if you see this, I know we're hanging out more these days, but <laughs> man, I wish we rode. When I was younger. Did you ever ride truck stop? No, never. Oh, no, what? Uh, yeah, never. Um, <laughs> I got into scooters about 2012. Gotcha. So, what was yeah. the what was the scooter scene like when you first got into it? Tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me like what was the iconic thing at the time that you remember from your memory? Like maybe just just the thing that you remember from that time. I'll see if I can re remember it was it was mainly videos yeah yeah like uh which videos coda coda videos coda lucky like the mit like the lucky team video got you that the one opus, hit hard what, was it the opus teaser <sighs> beating like a hammer <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you think you know the song my heart's beating like a hammer and it's like james g like 720ing flat, but they like cut it right before he like jumps and right before he lands. You know what I'm talking about? No. no what? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, I, I don't was, believe I've seen that. That, one, that teaser was so good, dude. I, I remember Lucky Scooters was doing like custom builds before like anybody, before anyone. But it was all just Lucky parts. But it was still like it's still a custom though, <laughs> yeah. and it's, that's what made it sick too. Yeah. Damn. So, is there any indoors in Oregon right now? There. Okay. So there's Wendell's, mm -hmm. which is 
near like Mount Hood, isn't that which like is a, like 40 minutes out of Portland. Isn't that like a camp though? Is that camp. kind of like Woodward? And that's and that's what I'm getting at okay. is that it's no longer public. So they mm. they changed donors. So now it's not even open for us to just go out and ride for 20 bucks. You literally have to either buy it out for the whole day with a bunch of homies and split it. Damn. You know? How expensive is that? If you get enough homies, you can make it 20 bucks. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, you know, you got to get enough homies. Um, so when Dell's there's stronger skate park, uh, which is public, um, not trying to bash on that too hard, but it's not good. <laughs> Way too small. D block is now gone. Truck stop gone. So what about, um, was skate barn in Oregon or is that in Washington? I don't know. I remember I, I know skate it was, barn. You ever heard of skate barn? Mm-mm. It was this, it was this. You know when Zig Short tried the bar spin off that roll in and broke his fork and like face planted? Yeah, that was not in Oregon. That wasn't in Oregon. Probably Washington. That was probably Dude, Washington. Washington. Washington has more skate parks. I mean, okay, I take that back. We have a ton of skate parks. Yeah. But they're not all like your parks. Like the scene out in Oregon, don't get me wrong. Oregon scooter scene, no matter how like it's small compared to other places yeah it's badass it's sick it's sick as hell is it a tight-knit little community it it, it's we're not super tight but like when we do have events they definitely like people people come we meet up and we love it um it just organ breeds such different types of riders Mm -hmm. like style is so so, is so prevalent amongst the the organ riders right because there's not a like i said there's not like it's so hard to find a good box jump. You know True. what I mean? Like us, you know, cause isn't so, muck skate park. Is that in Oregon or is that in Washington? That's Washington. <laughs> I dude, I get those two States like mixed up. Man. I know. It's just the, the Northwest they, is just a state. They're so close. Like literally the only thing that separates the two is the Columbia river. Yeah. And you, you know, once you're at the Columbia river, you just look over and it's like, Oh, there's Washington right there. Got you. Got <laughs> it, you. It's close. It looks the same trees. Mountains. So there's just not a lot of skate parks there with box jumps and like no, park style features. Totally different types of skate parks. You know, I can 100% relate with that because I feel like one reason that I, that I'm like a street rider per <laughs> se, like I, I like to consider myself like an all around scooter rider. I feel like if I counted up the amount of hours that I've ridden in my life, I think that I would be at a skate park most of the time. Like all of the, all of the hours I've ever scootered ever, I think majority of those hours would be in a park like just thinking about and and it's like it's like for me when when i was growing up all the parks around me were like street style parks like like the ramps would be really funky but the rails would be really nice right and the ledges would be really nice but like the banks and the hips were just like not ideal for really propelling you in the air you know what i'm trying to say like so (laughs) the reason i feel like the reason that i'm i'm so like focused on grinds and 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 manuals and all of that stuff is is really to my roots of scootering and and the skate parks that I grew up around when I was like a kid. I think it's so interesting to think about like if you think about any rider style in general and you and you relate their best tricks to the features that are at their local skate park when they started riding, it's it almost tells you a story about how they ride. And the, and, and the greatest example I can think about it, that is like Ryan Williams, for example. It's like, think about Calandra Skate Park. I, that being your local? It's like, I, you, you've never been there before, right? I have not. Okay, nope. I've been there before. 
um, fortunately, which was such a blessing. But like when I went there, I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense why he is such a, a dominant park scooter rider. It's like these hips here are perfect. The spines are here perfect. Like, all the quarter pipes here Just are perfect. perfect. And it's like the thing that kind of lacks at the skate park is like the rails and the ledges. And it's like no wonder, you know, I think about Clayton's riding and and and, and, and the, the way that, that he scooters. And it's like if you go to his local skate park, there's a really, really great spot to do like can plants, for example. There's this like part where you can like go on top of a full pipe and there's this really good spot for can oh, plants. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, like yeah, no yeah. wonder he's good at can plants. There's another spot where it's like <laughs> right. where there's like a, a – a bank to bank and it's like he's really good at bank to bank tricks and it's like it's like no wonder you know it's like bank you think bank. about all the little features at the local skate yep. parks it's like that's what the riders get good at and i think about it now for myself and it's like i've never one, thought about that in I was, perspective i was like i was like one thing that i feel like i'm really good at is like is like rails like rectangularly shaped rails that's like, <laughs> because, but I think about to my local skate park and it's like well no shit it's like no shit I'm good at it it's like it's like that's what was really good at my local you know and I don't know it's just it's just so interesting to think about it like that mm. what, very much so do you think there's any obstacles at like your local skate park that have, has really influenced like a trick in your trick book yeah totally I mean, like, what specifically? What? I'm I'm curious. I'm because my my park was pretty rounded out. Yeah. Um, I have like a pretty big quarter pipe, um, and then it goes into like a rolling, and then a small quarter pipe. There's pyramid, like a small box jump, but it's like a quarter flat, and then a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice bowl, dude. Really, now that like you talking about that, Roseburg Skate Park. I was born and raised there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't move out till I was 18, which is when I moved to Portland. Yeah. I tried Portland out for six months, but it's just the Roseburg skate park defines my riding. <laughs> like after you, the way that you described it, yeah. that makes total sense to me. And it's, it's almost like, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that too. It's like, what obstacles do you prefer? It's like, if you think about the ledges at your local, if you think about are the ledges at your local, like, are they concrete edge? Are they like, circle coping edge are they square coping edge are they like like what kind of ledges are they we don't have a good ledge no good ledges the the really the only good ledge is on top of the second pyramid which is a slightly bigger pyramid yeah pyramid with a box Mm -hmm. on top and it's just straight angle iron coping and And do you prefer that now um or is there like a ledge that you did grow up on that you like learned a lot of tricks on I tell you what, because when was this? I don't even know. A couple years ago, mm-hmm. we had this, me and my best friend, Justin, had this like inside compound. Yeah. Okay. We had someone that lent us ramps from the old skate church. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. And um, we we had someone let us put it under their building and we would ride that in the winter because okay. wintertime you cannot ride. Is you can just, ride like maybe two weeks out of the winter. Describe the weather to me. Is it it's, always raining? It's just straight up half the year it's raining, half the year it's sunshine. And I'd say and sometimes raining. I'd say even <laughs> yeah, I'd say even more. It's probably like 60, 40 percent. Yeah. yeah. It's has just there, a has lot there ever been like a week where it literally did not stop raining? Like twenty four hours a day. Try three. Three weeks. No way. <laughs> I'm not joking. Is it, like, is it hard rain? It's just like you literally simply cannot go out and ride because it's wet outside. That's a bummer. Three weeks of no riding. <laughs> or because it's 
frozen, it's freezing. Like winter gets pretty pretty gnarly, especially in Bend, like Jake yeah. and Matt. They got it bad. I mean, you know, and my teammates Mike and Trevin and Corey and all those boys. Do you they know what, got it bad up there. <laughs> do you know what that just reminded me of is is this scooter scene in the world that I feel like is so unique. I don't know if you've ever like paid any attention to this, and I f- this is this is such a fascinating like little niche in scootering that like that like I don't know. I think about it. I think about it sometimes. Um, but basically, it's the riders from Finland, and if you ever think about like the riders from Finland, like it is really, really, really cold there. Like like nine to ten months out of the year. It's really, really, really cold. So, like, so they have l- trained themselves to ride in, like, we'll put this in degrees. They've, tra- they've trained to ride themselves. They've trained to ride in, like, zero degrees Fahrenheit, like, at a skate park when it, it's, it, there's, like, patches of ice on the ground that they have to avoid, like, puddles. And, and Burr. I remember Clayton and I, we went on, we were on our European trip and we, we were in Finland and, and we we met up with this with this guy named Santori, and he's one of my really good he's one of my old teammates on District. And whenever I go to Finland, I always try to link up with him. I usually stay at his house, and and he picked us up from our from our ferry, and we immediately went to a skate park. And it is it is the coldest session I have ever ridden like in my entire <laughs> life. It was it was so so cold. It was it was a joke because like you couldn't stop riding because the second you stopped riding. You're- you were you, you were so cold. But the weirdest part about that entire session was the skate park was packed with like little kids. It wasn't it wasn't just like a it wasn't like just a few homies at the skate park for this like really weird cold session. No, it was like a normal day at the skate park. I had a I had a long sleeve on, a sweatshirt, and a winter like jacket, like a snow jacket. And these these Finnish fools or in like shirtless are, are literally in like a long sleeve or just a sweatshirt, no gloves, like working on technical tricks, including bar spins. That's and what I'm I was like, just about to ask. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh my I'm gosh, like, dude, what, like, what the hell? Like, this is so gnarly. And and then their Scoot Vest videos just came out, right? The whole Finland team. I, I'm from the USA. I love the USA, but I think the Finland team, like at for for being as small of a community cuz i feel like it's i feel like it's so interesting it's like usa it's like like the captain of the team usa had the opportunity to cherry pick riders from different like little communities around the united states but i feel like in the finland one since finland's kind of a small country yeah. you know and there's like not, like yeah. it's it it is the group of riders you know what i mean they have to do they have yeah. to put on for scoot vest right so they had to that film pretty sick. they had to film the scoot fest video in like this, they filmed it like I think like a week or two weeks ago. Um, and if for anyone watching this later on, it, it's it's winter time or it's entering winter time. So they filmed these Scoot Fest videos in in freezing cold conditions. And if and if you go back and watch their videos, Nik- Nikolai literally whip front fiftied a double kink handrail, and it was probably like freezing degrees outside. And it's just like imagine you know, the- all the times you eat shit. Dude, they, they eat shit. Dude, they literally <laughs> eat shit when they're when it's so cold and I'm just like I'm like, you guys are nuts. Like you guys <laughs> you guys are so insane. I, you I don't fall, know. All your fingers just break off because they're already frozen solid. <laughs> it just it just makes me feel like I have no excuses. Like if the if these Finnish guys can be like significantly better at riding than me and they're doing it in the insane freezing cold, yeah. it's like whoa. 
Whoa. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it gets it gets cold in Oregon, and I have ridden in snow and have I've had to move snow to ride. Yeah. But probably not nearly as cold as Finland. Yeah. There's this one photo of Elmery. He hit a 30-stair wooden handrail in the rain. It was it like on a on a, on a V2I. What? On a V2I. How many stairs? 30. A 30, a 30 wooden a wooden hand, a, a wooden <laughs> handrail on a 30 stair in the rain on a V2I. That's an open for me. No, no, no. And he, and he did that like five, six years ago. Like, uh, <laughs> Use the rain as wax. Hey, hey, Clayton, can you find the photo of Elmery doing the board slide in the rain? Yeah, I can. <laughs> on the 30 stair? That's, I don't know, that... That that's always stood out in my mind. It's just like I've never seen that. Yeah, there's stupid scooter tricks, but then there's real stupid scooter tricks. <laughs> okay, grinding a wooden handrail, let alone thirty stairs of wood, and it's raining. And yeah, you land. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that doesn't make any sense to me. So I so you talking about all this raining? You know what I'm trying to say? That better win photo of the year um that is a wooden handrail he's hit but that's not the one i'm thinking about there's this photo of him that he's just like perfectly in board slide down this down like a gnarly rail <laughs> because the only i mean I at least he's doing just, a board slide it's just board sliding this like fat one two three four five like pin block that might be it oh is that wooden i can't tell let me see let me see the photo yeah, that's it. That's no it. way. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to pull it up for people. Really quick. And that is Elmer. Wait, who is this? Elmery. Elmer, yeah. With his, his white hair. Dude, that dude killed it. He should have been Hold in. Hold on, people. I'm. Uh... You're telling me this is wooden? Yeah. It's either it's either, I'm, I I might I might have botched it on the wood. It's either wood or aluminum. I just know the grinding surface, whatever it is, is is not not steel. It's not steel. It won't let me put. A, Holy crap! Even if he hit that other one, there we go. That the Clayton showed. Yeah, no, no, he has hit wood handrail. That that's <laughs> not a lie. I mean, I've seen people like I've seen Barrett. That's I was it. out at Woodward, PA, for three weeks. Uh, 2019 summer. Yeah, yeah, 2019 summer. Clayton, F- fun time. Destroys yeah, very fun time. Keyboard. But T- tell me about that. Literally the last week, Barrett from here in Arizona. I was watching a freaking try to hit wooden rail at Woodward. At Woodward, which where? Like you know, uh, where the workers stay when they're not doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, cabin yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right there. Yeah, okay. That, I know what you're talking about. Right I know there. what you're talking about now. That's stupid. Stupid. I was like, why are you trying to? Gr-? That was like my first experience of seeing someone trying to grind a wooden handle. I'm like, why? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, very cool because it's different, and I, I love different. True. Okay. I want. I want you to tell me about something, and I feel like this is something that that doesn't really get talked about a lot in scootering. And and maybe maybe you can re- re- relate with this. Maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Let's hear it. But but have you ever like speaking of texture of handrails? Have you ever noticed that for whatever reason, 
it's like way more intimidating. It's way more intimidating to hit a street handrail versus a park handrail, even if the two are the exact same rail, the exact same material, the exact same everything. Why is it so much scarier to hit the street rail? But why? There's so many more like obstacles you can run into. Like there's so many more variables. But let's just let, let's just think in a hypothetical situation. Two, everything's two, the same. Everything's the same, except it's in the streets. But you know it'd be more scary. But why? I have a few theories. I think the first one that might that might be it is is the fact when you're riding like a skate park handrail, you have the skate park to warm up at, and then by the time that you go to hit the handrail, you're like focused and you're like warmed up on your scooter. True. But when you go to a street spot and you just go and hit a handrail, it's like warm-up trick, do, do, do a couple tail flat, like, and then just like straight to the rail. You know what I mean? That's why I try to warm up like at least at least at even like a littler spot. Yeah. I, I have a friend that just goes straight into it. He, say, he says he doesn't like to warm up. He'd rather just do it. And I'm like, dude, I would die. I literally like. You know, I feel like if I'm not warmed up enough, I can't even hop as you know hop as high. Yeah, straight up. I so I pr- I definitely prefer to get some warm up before I go out in the streets. Yeah, but and what you're saying, it it it, it would be scarier. Do you think that? But it's kind of it's kind of. It's just a, something you got to get over. Yeah. Do you remember the first time? that you went at like a street handrail and you were, when you were rolling up to it, you didn't have an, any sort of escape plan. All you had was, I have to land this trick or get to the bottom of the stairs and like facing that mental battle. Do you, do, do you have like a, an yes. instance like that? Yeah. Can you, can you tell me in detail about that instance? Like what your emotions were, what it, what it meant for you <laughs> to like, I could go so deep into go, this. I want go as deep as you can, I can into it. I could go so deep with this. Because I, I feel like this is something scooter riders never talk about. This is literally, okay. I've hit multiple park down rails. Yeah. Okay. Multiple. Never hit a rail with a kink at the end. Like, you know, just a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dicks. Yeah, yeah. The, the dick rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dicks. <laughs> Ones with the kinks at the end. Um, it was 11 stair. And I was like, okay. I literally hit down rails all the time. Okay. Yeah. I love rails. But same. <laughs> okay. This one was just I don't know. It's a whole it's a whole mental battle that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. I literally started I first showed up to the spot like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Let's do this. Yeah, walk, a walk car me through the like the, walk walk me through like the process. Yeah. So we literally show up to the spot. There's there's more spots around, but there's a car parked right in front of the rail. Yeah. So I'm just like, you gotta be joking me, right? But kind of like on the inside, I'm kind of like, yes. Yeah, yeah I totally don't. I don't, don't have I to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I totally, I totally <laughs> okay. feel you. So anyways, I'm like, <laughs> I, w- I was hyped. I was ready. You're like, you're like, you're like, this is my chance where I could like totally not look like a pussy right yeah. now because of the car. Yeah. Oh, the car. Oh, the car. <laughs> yeah. So we go out and hit other spots um, and it's like coming towards the end of the day and we wrap back around by the rail. No car. No car. Everyone's like. You have to do it. This is like the one you wanted to do today. I said, you know, it's kind of getting dark. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you just kind of beat you know, around you, the bush a little bit. You've already was like, no, we have time. Tommy, my filmer was like, I don't care if we drive late. 
you have to get this done. You've already like meant to repair that day. Like, oh, I don't have to hit it. Like, oh, the day is so much more chill. Like, no, I knew it was going to open up. I knew it. Just had a feeling. So, anyways. All right, so, so tell me from when, when Filmer looks you in the eyes and says, I don't care if we drive home late. We have what happens right after okay. that? All right, let's freaking get up and try this handrail. And I was sitting up there for like 20 minutes. Literally, like, before I even started to, like, even chink the rail. Yeah. It was literally just so many run-ups. And I was like, you know what? I don't care how many run-ups I do today. Because, like, I normally give myself this thing. Like, if it's a trick that absolutely scares the living crap out of me, I will give myself two run-ups, send it on the third go. Mm -hmm. Have to. But this one, I was like, I don't care how many run-ups this takes. Oh, yeah, I have to do this one. And kept going up it. Oh, psyching myself out, just looking like at, down at the stairs, like, dude, I'm gonna roll my ankle. I'm gonna <laughs> nut myself on this rail or something. You know, just every bad thought is I'm gonna flow, die. flowing through your head. <laughs> and like, cause this is also something that I wanted for so long. Too. Yeah. I was like, dude, I gotta stop being a pussy. <laughs> like, for real. This is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Like, I'm not leaving until I get this. And then I, I just like, I was like, fine. So I just like started working my way up to it. Like, I don't even care. Just pushing it. Just, like, jumping on, like, tinking my deck. Just, like, hopping on, Dude, tinking my deck, like, getting on a little more. It's so crazy. Like, no matter how many skate park rails you ride and, you like, you get used to how a grind feels, it's, like, it's like the first it's time when totally you go to a street different. rail. When you go to a street rail, it's just, like, I don't know if this slides. I have yeah, to, like, I test it from exactly. each step. <laughs> and that, that goes back to what you were saying. If we, It's the slide. Okay? Even if it's the same rail yeah. in, the, in the street. And in the skate park, identical in a hypothetical situation, it is whether it slides or not. Mm -hmm. We know most of the time a skate park rail is going to slide. Exactly, but you don't know if the street rail. But you don't know if the street rail is going to slide because no one hits it. Yeah, or if they do hit it, it's like when's the last time it was hit. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you don't want to wax it up too much because then you freaking loop out on a rail. For real. Straight to your gonads. Yeah. So, so tell me, tell me what happened. As soon as you were like, you went from like hopping on the rail and like kind of one yeah, foot in it. Literally just like started working my way more on it. And how big was this rail? So, so this was an 11 stair. Got you. Okay. Uh, pretty mellow stairs, like a good, a good one to start off with one with the little kink at the end. But if it's mellow, that's, that's not that hard to, yeah, to deal right. with. Yeah. Um, definitely a good, good, good one to start out on. But like, cause I've hit multiple street rails before that. But I've never hit like a legitimate street down rail. Like I'm, I'm talking about like my first legitimately street down rail with a with a little kink at the end. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just started working my way up more onto it, and eventually I got up onto it, and then like jumped off before the kink, and I was like, nope, I'm getting this on lock. You're like, I'm going through. Boom, this. straight through the kink. I said, I'm doing this again. Boom, straight through the kink. Said, I'm doing this again. Boom, straight through the kink. Said, I'm doing this again. Boom, straight through the kink. Got it. Fuck yeah. I said, I'm not letting this go. If I was like, this has been a fear of mine forever. Yeah, I am overcoming it. I didn't like, I legit hit that rail four times that day. That's so sick, dude. I remember like, oh, and then just the feeling when you land. Isn't it always crazy to you how fast fear can change into excitement? With the snap of a With finger. With the snap of a finger, dude. It's just like all of that anxiety just flips. Boom. <gasps> yeah. 
Dude, I, I screamed so loud. I'm a pretty loud person as is. <laughs> one, I think one of my favorite things about like running the Undialed repost page and seeing so many Instagram videos of so many scooter riders is like watching the their reactions. Because it's hype. like, I know Clayton and I literally post videos on Undialed if the person's facial reaction at the end is like funny or like cool. <laughs> like that's just in itself. And those videos always do like really good compared to like, like, like for example, it's like if somebody landed a bri flip flat and it was just like, and lands it and just flip. goes like this straight face. But yeah, exactly. That video is not, that video is going to do all right. But like if somebody does right. a bribe flip, lands it and they're like, <laughs> it's like that video. First, yeah. It's like, and then it, and then it makes me wonder. It's like, it's like, are people watching scooter videos for like, for like the scooter tricks? Or are they watching it for like the reaction of the person once they land the scooter tricks, you know? Or you're just watching it to watch it. You could just be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just seamlessly strolling through Instagram. But but wouldn't you say that like an edit is so much more enjoyable to so watch? So much more. If you could see the person and the excitement when they land the tricks. Like I'm sure you've seen skate parts, BMX parts, scooter parts where like. Emotion goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing because I'm, I'm this close, well, to having my video part done. Yeah. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Um, it'll be popping up on the SoFlo channel. Nice. So full pro scooters. Um, but yeah, it's my welcome to pro. Tell me, tell me about the process of that. Like of creating your, cause is, is this, I like, love it. Is this like your first edit? Your no, first, this will be number two. This will be so number two. Do you, do you, <laughs> I have one out do you, back in 2015. No, but like what, what I'm trying to say is like, this is your first, like, like edit that you've like put a lot into yes. and it's like more of the modern like yes. version of yourself. Yeah. You know yes. what I'm trying to say? But yes, no doubt. Cause yeah, yeah the first one because was back in 2015, little park kid wearing knee pads, yeah. you know, um, definitely have came a long way since 2015. So tell me about it. Like, like what, what inspired you to want to film and edit? Like as soon as we got that HMC 150, baby, but, but, <laughs> what, but what sparked you to even want, want to get the HMC? Um, so gosh, tell me about like the root of, of, I don't even remember. Uh, I was, you know, Kobe Brucken. I don't know if you know him. I don't. Um, he rides for SoFlo as well. Is he Um, Oregon? Oregon. Yep. Living up in Springfield at the moment. He's lived a bunch of places up there as well, but I was, me and him were working together at SoFlo and roommates as well. Yeah. Uh, when I was living up there for a year. Great dude. Love you, Kobe. Um, but where was I getting at? We're just talking about your edit, the process oh, yeah. of. He was just like, let's get an HMC 150. Yeah. So many people have them. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just found one on Deathlands Fisheye Sales on Instagram. Really? 750. That's like, good. Let's get it. Owner of SoFlo bought it. It is the SoFlo camera. That's And sick. I am filming 12 edits. Filming and editing 12 edits. Wow. So like is this going to be like a, full, uh, like a full length? No. No? So, or the 12 so edits the, are going to yeah. be individual? So it, uh, yeah, all individual. Full length is my plan for when those are all done. Got you. I want to do like a team video. Got you. Got you. Gosh. That's 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 next project. So you said you're almost done with your video. What, what else close. do you still need to have for your video? My banger. Your banger? Which was going to be in Oregon, but I might be moving down here. I don't know. If this is an organ and you're moving here, you better get it. You better get it soon. <laughs> but I could always change it. True. So I literally need my banger and like two fillers. Wh- 
what what kind of banger do you want for your edit? Do you want it? Do you want it to be a hammer, like like or or like a a tech a tech thing? So basically, what I mean is More like hammer. is like do you want it to be very risky and but potentially an easier trick, but it's risky, you know? Or do you want it to be a really 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 hard trick that's technically really hard, but it's not as risky? It's just it's a really hard trick. Kind of a mix of both. Mix it's of both. More Ooh, okay. Of, more of, more of hard trick, hard spot. <laughs> How do I say this without giving it away? Big grind, Big technical grind. trick. Out. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm stoked. That was my. Yeah. I, well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to watch it. <laughs> has has there been any part of filming the edit that has been like more challenging for you than you initially thought it was going to be? Just filming it in general, because so? I'm normally the filmer. Yeah, because I, I like besides scootering, I love to film. Okay, and take pictures. Like that, that is my second favorite thing. Yeah, and camping. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a camping man. Oregon man, I love it so much. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, really just getting out, like, because, you know, having someone to film me. Yeah. And I want it filmed Who is a your certain filmer? way. So I have a lot of people filming my, my edit for me, but the main person I have filming for me is Thomas Noel. Gotcha. Longtime friend uh, from hometown. Nice. Rides BMX. Great. Does he film, great does he film filmer. Bike? No. no. I mean, yeah, he has before. Definitely has before. That's He's got sick. a filmer board. Dude has the most stable hand really? I've ever seen. Period. That's what Just, you need. Dude, he's great. That's Beautiful. sick. Yeah. I could I could trust him to film my stuff like for when I land the trick that it comes out good. Facts. Not when I land it. That's not how I wanted it. Yeah, no. You have to redo it. I definitely have filmed with people and in the past it, where you it's know, like... and it's it is I understand. It is hard to film because it's kinda it's it's like scootering. You have to learn how to do it. it takes practice. The I believe you do it, half the of a, you get. I believe half of a clip is the filming. Like the filming yeah. the filming makes or breaks the clip. 100% cuz I'm sorry but there are recent video parts that have released and the filming was so bad. I tricks were great. I did, I stopped watching the video. Tricks were great. Tricks were awesome. Yeah. But the it just what so shaky. Not about the shake. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's kind of difficult as well for scooter riders to like, like I was thinking about it and it's like to learn how to film and skate is definitely a lot easier than to learn how to film on a scooter just because I film on a scooter. No, no, I, I do too. But, it, but what I'm trying to say is like, you have to be able to ride your scooter with one hand, either hand. You know Ooh. what I'm trying to say? It's like Ooh. some, some, Ooh. in some positions you're going to have to ride, uh, you're gonna have to ride with your right hand on the bars left hand on the camera and then other situations you're going to have to ride right. le left hand on the scooter yeah. depending on if they're goofy or regular, you know right. what I mean? So, I, but I feel like that's like, dude, that's why I want to get good at rollerblading. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, imagine the shots you could get rollerblading. Have you ever seen the old, old, old ethic videos? Like their ethic China video, their eth ethic Australia yes, video. Yes, yes. You remember the filming in that, how epic it was? So because they had good. a rollerblader. They did have a yeah, rollerblader. They did. They did. You can that if you okay, if you can master rollerblading and filming together, you can be the best filmer <laughs> for 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 park action sports. 
I always think it's like nuts to see like in X Games they have like professional skiers or like ski filmers, and basically they like follow the snowboarders and skiers like right over, on their tail, right on their tail over the jumps. Yeah, with over the a jumps. camera. Yeah, like what? Legit. That's so nuts. Legit. That's so nuts. And like the you know, imagine trying to hit jumps while you're filming somebody on your scooter, while trying to make it smooth. Yeah. No. I couldn't. <laughs> I could with practice. Imagine hitting a man. box jump with another screwdriver, but you're like, no. Just <laughs> <in the> <laughs> no way, dude! I almost eat it, freaking dropping into a ramp too you're big. Just like, <laughs> just you're like looking, boom! You're looking at the viewfinder as they're yeah. like doing a flip. <laughs> no thanks. Chilled on that rollerblades. Totally. Totally. You oh, drop, dude, drop right in, blow over the jumps with them, and you're right on their tail. I feel like once you get good enough at rollerblading, too, it's easier than walking. Like, it must be. You know, I'm trying to say, like, I hop on my scooter now, and and no matter what state I'm in, I I can scooter. You know what I'm trying to say? I can tail whip. I can bar spin. Like, those are so fundamentally rooted into me. And, yeah, you'll probably never lose that. And and But it's like, think about if I had all of those hours put into rollerblading. It would definitely be easier than walking, for sure. Totally. And it's like, it's like, I feel like for those filmers, it's like going over those jumps and everything. Like, they're they're so much more concerned about their SD card filling up than whether they're not they're, whether or not they're going to make it over the jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's where their priorities are at. <laughs> Dude, rollerblading is sick. I think any action sport is sick if you can do sick stuff. Okay, let me ask you an interesting question. Why do you think rollerblading, um? is not a prominent action sports these days. What's your opinion of that situation? Because um, at, at one point, there was a lot of hype behind it, and now it's not as much hype. Right. It definitely definitely still has a scene. Um, I don't know. Scooters are definitely... We're not, we're not there yet. I want, I want just, the just thing about of rollerblading. The century. <laughs> <laughs> For rollerblading? Like, like, what do you think the downfall was caused about? Like, what... Why do you think? I don't know, man. I couldn't tell you. Something new came in. I personally I think. think they ran out of tricks. Ran out of tricks? Yeah. <sighs> I don't you know. Think about it. No, no, think about it. It's like, what can you do on rollerblades other than grabs and grinds? True. And spins and flips. But there's style involved. There's a lot of style involved. But I feel like what happened is like rollerbladers got to the point where it was like, it was like all the the low-hanging fruit tricks kind of got, like, they all got done. All of them. You know what I mean? And then, like, what the trend was in rollerblading was, like, bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, who's going to do the biggest handrail? Who's going to mm. jump down the biggest thing? Uh, and it finally got to the point where, like, all of those low-hanging fruit tricks had been done down absolutely, like, insane features. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, if anyone wanted to get into rollerblading and really make a name for themselves... They would have to pick up where those rollerbladers left off, and where they left off was like gnarly. <laughs> and, and I feel like it's a lot different than than like skateboarding or biking or scootering because it's like we have an object, you know what I mean? Right. That that we manipulate that does tricks for us, you know. And I and I feel like with rollerblading, it's just you, right? And I think that's why maybe maybe that is maybe that is why maybe that is. I think that's a factor. I don't think that's the the, the yeah reason. not not ma- definitely not the main reason, but definitely could be a factor um it's i gotta <sighs> rollerblading 
there's, in my opinion, just like skateboard, scooter, BMX, like you said, object. Mm-hmm. There's something you could like, yes, you could do so much more with those things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is why that rollerblading is kind of taking but, a downfall because there's other things that you could pick up that are, that are action sports. But you got to think about the economy of, of the sport as well. It's like in skateboarding, it's like they're buying the object. The object cost $150 for a brand new skateboard, top of the line. And it's like you have to buy then shoes, $80 for a brand new pair of like Nikes. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like you have those objects and it's like, but in rollerblading, it's like you have your boot and you have your wheels. And it's like, how are companies supposed to make a lot of money within the rollerblading scene? Like, like you get to a point where you have your pair of boots. You like, what are you going to buy? Just new wheels? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Ask Andy, you know? And so, so that's the other funny thing is like, then, then basically sunshine distribution, the same people at ONAO, like, they they became like the 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 brand leader you know what i'm trying to say like they became like the the main distributor of pretty much all the rollerblade brands and yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and i and i think Especially that was here in the usa and i think that the only reason they were able to do that is because there's not a lot of things that they sell for rollerblading you know what i mean like what like what is there and i'm not i'm, I'm really not trying there's, to be ignorant yeah there's boot there's three parts really i think and then besides from that it's like hats shirts like everything else that other all the action sports have as well yeah. you know what i'm trying to like apparel it's like i i just i feel like i feel like there just there wasn't enough opportunity for like money within the the industry and as much as i feel like people don't like saying that industries need money to survive it's like it's like here's the thing money money yeah. money is is the the gasoline. I believe that that fuel to the fire. I, I believe that the riders themselves are the vehicles for the sport. But in order for the vehicles of the sport to be driven anywhere, the vehicles the of the sport need gas. money. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm trying to say? And it's like it's like no for, doubt. for you to come to Arizona, you had to use money. You know what I mean? Yes. And it, and it's like it's like as much as people like I'm broke. As much <laughs> I, we all are. We're all scooter riders. But like. But it's like as much as people don't like to uh, like bring money into like an industry or like don't like to talk about like like this is a passion industry. There's this is so this is all passion based. Like yes, it is passion based. Totally. It is. But it's like we also it like that need money but to survive. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't we're going to we're all going to have to adult at some time. Mm-hmm. Whatever adulting which means in quotation marks get a real job as my parents no. would say. Nine I'm adulting five. right now. Come no, on. <laughs> I'm adulting. I'm just saying, adulting. you know, like I would, I, w- I want to keep pushing my scootering as far as I can, but you yeah. can't do that when you're working a full-time job. You can't. You simply cannot. Do you work a full-time job? Not yet. Not yet. I'm going to have to. Why? I'm broke. <laughs> I mean, I'm broke too. You just gotta like. I feel like. Do you want to work within the scootering industry? Is I w- that I would love to. That my my dude. My goal is to stay within the scooter industry for as long as I can. So I'm, rider first. Whatever second. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you something and and this is something that I I believe we're still in like a little golden era of within scootering and and for anyone watching this any of you viewers 
this is something that I'm I'm so serious about is is I believe scootering is still writing the, its history, its early history right now. I believe no I believe that like yes, we do have scootering history. We have OGs of the sport, but it's like it's like we're still writing the baby steps of this of this industry. It's you still know new. I mean? It's it's still very new. And and right now within scootering and also within social media, there's so many opportunities to create your own nook within your sport, within your industry. It's it's so possible for you to carve your own path John to, to do exactly what you want to do. And finding the vision of what that path is going to be, finding out what 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 specifically that nook is going to be for yourself potentially might be difficult. But once you find that out and 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 have the passion for it, we live in such a thriving community in 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 a 21st century where like you can make your living just online that like I believe that for you and for anyone watching this that's genuinely into scootering, I think it's so possible to make a living off of it. It's just going to take it's going to take sacrifice, self-discipline, and you're going to really have to test yourself about how much you love scooters. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what and you it's mean. Like, it's like if you can go through the tests and the tribulations, yeah. it's like it's like you can do it. Scooter like I, I started my own business, kind of. Yeah. Scooter lessons. I'm like the only one doing it in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And... I, I'd make pretty decent money off of scooter lessons. And let me tell you, that is the best job ever. I get to scooter. I get to pass on what I've learned mm -hmm. to the next generation. I get to help someone get better. Dude, Why don't you take it one step farther then? Why don't you set up like a camp committee? Where basically, you in, instead of you teaching you the scooter lessons, you organize a group of kids that are also hungry to make money that you trust that are like a little bit older and you organize something. So that way, when parents want to have a lesson with their kid, they head up, they head up um, like your little company. And and then then basically the parent could tell tell you exactly what their kid wants to learn and then you pick the rider out of your little roster of people that you know that could best suit that kid and and you basically hmm. could because you're a collective little group you'd be able to charge more for lessons because it would be like a little official thing right and i feel like i feel like that's one thing within scootering that like that like that like I really want kids to understand. I'm really trying to pound this into kids' head. It's like it's like yo, all the adults in scootering don't know what they're doing, like at all. And it, 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 we're just people. We're, we're we're just trying to figure this. So it's so, so it's like, dude, just like create stuff. Make little like teams. Make little crews. Make little like like make little businesses, and that'll like set you up for like future things. Legit. It's like it's like. We, me and Clayton make jokes all the time, and and kids like kids talk about like how official undialed this, and like how real undialed this, and it, and it's gone to that point. Like people really believe in it, but it's like it's like yo, this is just like the test run for me and Clayton. Like yeah, we're, we're this, just totally trying this to figure this out. This is just two dudes running this. <laughs> we're, we're, Some very cool dudes, to say the, the least. At the end of the day, thank you, Seth. <laughs> at the end of the day, we are just running in the dark, <laughs> blindly. Business. <laughs> We got some strategy to yeah. what we're doing, but <laughs> no, you guys are doing all right. Let me tell you, you guys have put a big name for yourselves and undialed. But but I feel like scootering is such a unique industry because there's so much opportunity because it is still so baby. And I think mm -hmm. that I think that 
whoever is in scootering right now and really truly does want to reap the rewards of this small industry when it does convert into a larger industry when if they want to be along for that there is kids right now maybe watching this maybe not watching this whether they know it or not that are going to be a part of that movement that are going to be critical people that are going to move move and push scootering to new heights and it's like those places have not been taken yet. Those places have not been filled yet. So it's like, I I just want scooter riders to get hungry because it's like if we're all hungry and we're all looking to progress the sport farther, then then it's going to get a little bit competitive. And when it gets a little bit competitive, then actions are going to happen. Yeah, things start happening. Yeah. It creates a healthy market. True. Very true. And that's, yeah. I And I hope it stays healthy. Because, and, but I, I, I almost feel like like COVID is so interesting for scooters right now because there's so many companies that are struggling mm-hmm. because it's like it's like yo everyone has to stay inside of their house because of COVID yo when you stay inside your house and you can't really scooter unless you have a big house but like majority of people can't scooter inside of their house like it's no. just you can't have like a real session inside of your house like no, and and it's like. I think it's almost so good in a way that this happened to the industry because it's really testing the industry right now. It's really putting the industry through through what it can take. And I think a lot of companies haven't survived through this. But I think that's all right. And I'd say that because I believe that in coming up to COVID, scootering was a little bit saturated with brands. It was a little bit it was a little bit too there was a little there was too many small brands that were stepping on each other's toes that we're not bringing anything original to the table. And when I talk about that, I, I'm mostly talking about the manufacturers that made lower end completes and tie okay. bars and, and just that whole little right. like market. And I, and I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, it's almost good that, that those companies have been hurting through this because that, then they're going to lose, they're going to lose interest. Meaning that opportunities are going to start opening up for the brands that put money back into the sport. Yeah, the put and, yes. And that's so important. You know so important. I, I feel like people compare scootering to skateboarding all of the time, but it, I don't think that they're comparable in any means. I think you're really comparing apples and oranges. And it's because it's it's because it's like scootering is is so 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 unique because it is 100% living off of itself. The only thing that's supporting scootering is scooters. The only thing that's supporting scooter competitions are scooter companies. Yeah. And it's like if there's you, no big money into it. If you look and and we and we're doing it and we're surviving. We're, you know do, what, you know we're doing okay. And, <laughs> no, but but like we're thriving as a community. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like you look at skateboarding. We are who we get compared to. That's interesting. We get compared to them. You know, we get we get put on the same level as them. And it's just like yo 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 yo. We you cannot compare us. Like, it's like totally different. Like, like, and and this, and then it goes to an interesting question: Do you think skateboarding would be as self-sufficient as scootering if all the corporate brands pulled out of it and it was still just reliant on just the skate brands? No. And and see, that's a funny dynamic. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it's. Like, I mean, maybe <laughs> because I, I'm more on the no side. I I think that. There will always be people who skateboard, who love skateboarding, yes. that skateboard because they genuinely love it and they don't give a fuck what the community no is doubt. like. It and and I think that nothing would change for them. But I believe that there's a lot of people that skateboard that don't actually skateboard because they love it. And they only skateboard because 
they want to obtain the image of being a skateboarder or being somebody who's cool. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like though that whole area of skateboarding would kind of go away. Yep. And what's funny is I feel like the, the only reason because it's cool. And, and I feel like the only reason corporate companies are into skateboarding is because that's their market is these people like they're not, not really the dedicated hardcore skaters, maybe a little bit, but their real focus is on those, the people who are just trying to skate to be cool, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Like the fact that scootering and skateboarding get compared so much, but like, they're Very so not, concept. they're not comparable at all. They're so different. The two different objects mm-hmm. for one. The other, the other <laughs> thing as well that's so interesting is like scootering is a direct result of social media. Um, scootering was born into social so media. It, it was. I did a, I did a, I did a college report. On yeah, it was, it was literally paper. born into social <laughs> media and, and it's like the first ever scooter video was published to the internet. It wasn't burned onto a VHS. It wasn't burned onto a DVD. Not an, not, no, no, no. It was it was recorded on a personal camera with an SD card mm-hmm. that got uploaded to the internet. So I'm saying it's new age. And and it's it's crazy because the internet has been exponentially growing, but so is the scooter community. It's almost followed the exact same path of just like whenever new features come out online, like like let's. Let's just think about it for a second. Like, like there's a lot of hate about Instagram videos in scootering, and I get it. You know, it's it's not like when you sit down and you watch an Instagram video, you're obviously not as immersed in the video as an edit, obviously. But 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 if we think about it, and it's like it's like yo, like like Instagram videos, like that was that was something that Instagram, some dude in the Bay Area was like was like yo, like we're gonna start being allowed to upload videos that you record on your iPhone to Instagram. They're like, yeah. So then that function happened, and then that completely revolutionized the entire industry to the point that there's riders literally being sponsored because of this one little niche in this one little app. Instagram. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. It's crazy. So crazy. <laughs> and, and it's like it, it's like every single way that technology shifts and grows, scootering is right there with it. But it's not just scootering, skating and BMX and skating mountain and b- bike and all those action but, sports. But the thing is, fell is into it as well. They, they've but fall, we were, they've, yeah. fa- they've fallen into it, but there's still such a big emphasis on the skateboarding past. Yes, we don't have that past no, to fall our back past on. Is the you know what I mean on the internet? It's like I'm I'm I don't really hang out with much older skateboarders, but I'm sure if you hang out with like old skateheads. All they talk about is like, oh, in the 80s, like, it was so rad. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? The, the same exact way, like, OGs of the sport. Oh, oh in 2010, you know, that I miss hot gluing wheels. It's like, do you miss hot gluing wheels? Do no. you? <laughs> like, like, and, and I just... I just Definitely like, not. I, I just... The whole point of what I'm trying to say is, like, there's so much opportunity within scootering because it's so young and because it's... It's it's literally following the trends of the internet, which I think is so exciting. People yeah. think it's detrimental, but no, it's it's so not. And I got something to say about Instagram and YouTube what? between the two. With Tell me what you, what you got. My opinion. Okay, first off, I just want to say when my video part comes out, of course it's going up on YouTube. Of course, going up on YouTube. Why YouTube? Why not Vimeo? Why why YouTube for why you? Why not? Why not do? I might do Vimeo as yeah. well. Because I'm also posting it on IGTV, but that's after the fact. Got you. Like, I'm going to let it be up on the YouTube channel for like a month or two. 
Yeah. And then I'll post it up on IGTV. Why? Because I want as many people to see this video as possible. I did not work my butt off for nothing. True. I don't care what other people will say about, oh, you posted your edit on Instagram. Yeah. I don't care. There's, there, it's so interesting. I, I feel like I see this all the time. Like, like people get upset when people take, like, like you got to think about it on the most basic level, right? It's like, like when you export your video in whatever ed- editing software you have, Premiere, Final Cut, whatever you have. Yep. It's like when you export that, it's like, it's a file that you drag into an internet browser, into an internet in, in, extension that, that then takes all of that information and puts it in a format that can be viewable. And you, and that could be said exactly about Instagram or or YouTube. YouTube. And it's so funny that like that there's this stigma be, be, between like no 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 you have to view the changing pixels on this website, not on this <laughs> this this website. And yeah. if you don't do it, if you don't view the pixels on shame on you. It's like it's like you are detrimental to school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean like definitely like uh, there. In my opinion, there is too many people posting on Instagram rather than focusing on filming an edit. It like, makes sense, though. You should do both. You should, yeah. And I know, and I do understand how hard it is to get a filmer to think about getting film, a film. Yeah. What something I think about a lot is like, it's like you know why kids film Instagram videos so much more is because their parents buy them an iPhone. Their yeah. parents are not going to buy them a video camera. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No doubt. Yeah. But. Like, not trying to call you out, Jack Ward, half bars, but I would love to see a video part from him. I would too. He posts so many bangers on Instagram. I'm like, why is this on Instagram? I'm just like tripping out. I'm like, dude, you got to film a video part. I would love to see a video part from him. And if he's posting that stuff on Instagram and that's like him not even like trying. Oh, he's trying. He's definitely trying. Yeah. Definitely trying. Um, but not nah, either way, I'd love to see a video part from Jack Ward because all I've seen is Instagram edits. But here's something interesting. Do you think if Jack Ward would have only focused on edits, all of his tricks he've done would only focus on edits. Do you think he would have been prevalent enough in your mind to him to think of him right now? But do you think it's because of the Instagram videos that he is prevalent in your mind like that? No, he is because no of Instagram videos, because of Instagram videos. So, but that's what sense, I'm saying. In a is sense, that is you he winning? Focus depends on what you're after true very true but maybe that's what he's after just blowing up yeah i don't know (laughs) could be i mean it's it's all the same i I just think it's i don't know i'm just like straight down the middle with park and okay park and street i'm a scooter rider i ride everything 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 Transition, rails, park, street, everything. Yeah. Straight down the middle. I want to have video parts. I want to have, like, my video parts literally straight down the middle. So, half, like, half of it's filmed in skate parks. The other half's filmed in the streets. That's sick. I want it to be straight down the middle. That's how my, that is how I am. That's how my, uh, my white trash really part was. It was half and half. Half and half. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, whoever bashes on that, oh, you can't do that. Like, dude, I'm going to do what I want. And if it's different, cool. It's different. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I would like to see video parts and 
banging Instagram posts. Yeah. You know, I definitely have not been trying extremely hard for Instagram. I just want to, you know, put, put, you know, I try hard for myself. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Try hard for myself. I, not I, anyone else. I like to use Instagram as, as kind of a place where I, I'm able to post like my new learns that I do yeah, at skate parks yeah. and stuff. Like I like I like to use exactly. Instagram in that sense, but there's definitely like a little little list of tricks that I have that I have pretty good that I won't do for Instagram strictly because I don't want to blow those tricks out for edits. Right. And one of those tricks for example is front 50 rotor twist. I can do those on a lot of things. And I, but I don't do them on Instagram. Like I just don't, and right. I, I have before. Yeah. If you want to go back and look at my yeah, post, I, you you can find it. Absolutely. But like, but like, but like I, I, I don't do that a lot because it's like when I did it in Washington for my what Will will do in Seattle. Have you seen that one? I believe so. What it's the video of me and Will Judy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. So yes. so you know at the very that end was, I front fifty rotor twist. I really like that video by the way. Thank you. And so when I when I did that I was like, I was like. I was like, okay, like, this is a trick that I've been saving that I need to, like, put put down somewhere. And when I was finally able to do it on that spot, it felt so good because it was, like, and it felt really good. It really felt good because it was, like, damn, like, when I released this, it's, like, it's, like, I didn't post this a million times on Instagram, you know? It's, like, this yeah. is going to be something fresh. Like, right, right, yeah. right. Very like, true. even though there are so many instances I could have done it, I just mm -hmm. chose not to. And I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I feel like when people film edits, they need to I think that they need to not necessarily put only like new learns and stuff inside of it. I think that new learns are good for Instagram, but I feel like they need to put the tricks that are really really like uh, mentally challenging. Cuz I feel like that's a whole dynamic to scootering is like the mental challenge. Yeah. <sighs> such a big part of writing it is like getting over <laughs> just getting over the your fear there's your fear of falling it is a straight up mental battle i wish more park riders made edits that's what i'm saying but i mean like like not not just like it, it used to be not day edits like park riders make edits but they're always like day edits or like three-day edits i want to see like like Ryan Williams, that's a really good example. He put he has this edit that he's worked on for like a long time. Yeah, his web edits. From a collection of skate parks. Every outfit in the video is different. <laughs> Every scooter is different. You know what I mean? It's like you can tell that it was over a period of time. Brennan Smith. Brennan Smith. And it's like, I just miss, like, I really just wish that like current park riders would just make edits. Like you're talking about Jack Ward. I want to see a Jordan Clark edit. Ideal park edit is Brennan Smith's. Just... Ham, 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 ham. He <laughs> he single-handedly elevated scootering with those videos. Yeah, that was so crazy. And, and mean, they were they're ridiculous because nothing was slow mo and they were ten minutes. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> that's also insane. Okay, that's definitely not how I'm editing my video, but <laughs> that's that's insane. No repeats. No repeats in any of the videos. No. Blows my mind. And I literally, I literally go back and watch them still to this. It day, was crazy. I'm just like, this was like so many years ago. And what's How? crazy <laughs> is the the tech things he did. It wasn't dude, just over box no, jumps. It was, it was, dude. 
everything. Tooth Bry. Yeah, I remember that. He also did like Bride of Tooth. <laughs> I, I, I watched it. Like Nose manual bry flip a on a ago. manual pad. You remember that one? Nose manual bry flip. Yeah, that's so dumb. I remember Jake Clark did one of those as well. I think he did like nose manual whip front scoot. Mm. Which I think would be potentially a little bit easier. I can't whip front scoot and I can bry, but I feel like the way that you would pop off your front wheel. I agree to that. Because when you're in nose manual and you pull for the bry flip, you straight up have to hop, turn your bars, and pull the bry flip. But then, like, the whip front, whip front scoot, scoot is kind of like... It just kind of goes. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, there's not Both a lot Both are of, mad crazy. There's not a lot of tricks besides from backflip that would be, like, harder out of nose manual than a bry. Can you backflip? Out of a nose manual? <laughs> no, that's not possible. Okay, anything's possible, but... That's on one of those <laughs> way out of there. <laughs> that's that's in the uh, 30 stair handrail in the rain. We might see that one uh, <laughs> 20 years down the road. <laughs> but dude, I, I genuinely didn't think that like a breakless Manny flip drop would be like possible. No. But Dylan did it in Dylan front of my eyes. <laughs> this is what I think. Because I love my back wheel manuals. You're really good at your front wheel. You're good at both, but you're really good at your front wheel. Yeah, I prefer the front wheel. I'm working on my front wheel right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can nose manual, but I can't just sit in them like I do a manual. So this is my this is my thing. A manual, no matter what trick you do, it's just like doing the same trick if you're in the right point of the manual. That's so you're true. Yeah, doing you're doing the same same sort of hop. So when I backflip drop. It's that, you know, I'm leaving off my back wheel. So if you're in that right spot of the manual, it's like doing the trick. It's like the exact same trick. It's the exact same thing. But there's so many different variables because you could be too low, too high. You know, it's just, it's because it's I feel death. like, like you see not, the fails of Dylan trying that trick. Yeah, no, yeah. He ate it, dude. And, but it's like, you know how like when you're in a manual and you like go to a jump and you just don't jump at all? You yeah, get like anti-popped. Yeah, yep. Can you imagine going for that flip drop and that happening? Like uh, just straight on your back or neck. Ugh. Uh, no. That would suck. No. You got so so your edit, I'm expecting to see Manny flip drop. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. <gasps> you won't. <laughs> That'd be so gnarly. I would I would like to do that though, for sure. If I ha if I lived in the UK. Well, dude, if I had Adrenaline Alley as my local... Would you try it there? No doubt. There's a free... Uh, no doubt. It's so intimidating. No, very. Dylan got me to try a flare flat, and that was... So, <laughs> that sucker, dude. He's like, I'll, if you do a flare... Fl if you try a flare flat, I'll, uh, I'll try a back flat. You know, this is Resi, Pennsylvania. And I was like... Uh, okay. And I'm just like so sketched out about it. I eventually sent it, landed like wheels and slid out. Not even that close. This fool does backflip flat first try. <laughs> yep. I, I right remember. Right in front of my face. Was that in uh, Cloud Nine? No. No, no, no. That was in oh uh, Lot Eight. God. It was in Lot Eight, right? Lot Eight. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a story of Cloud Nine. <laughs> Tell me what you got. <laughs> when I was worried. <laughs> Okay, I was working. I was doing uh, skate park watching, OPS, whatever you call it. OSI. And OSI, that's what it is. And some kids are just chilling in the big old vert foam pit. 
Just like chucking foam blocks up in the air. I didn't think nothing of well, it. I'm going to cut you over. Did you know Ryan Sheckler is banned from Woodward because he, he hooked up with a girl inside of that foam pit? Inside of that foam pit? The one in the vert ramp. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. Rumors. But yeah, go on. That's true. I dirty ne- dog. Why a foam pit? No, no, that's that's legendary. <laughs> At Woodward. At Woodward. <laughs> I'm oh just kidding, gosh. Woodward. That is not no. legendary. I do not condone that action, Woodward. Me either. <laughs> not a funny situation. Straight face. Um, yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> good. But anyways, yeah. I, and then like later, I'm just talking talking to these kids. Taught this kid how to flare that night, and we're all just talking, hyped up, and talking just like this. And all of a sudden, at the corner of my eye, I see the light smoking, just fuming with smoke, black smoke. And I'm just like, yo, there's about to be a fire in here. Freaking, I'm like, kids, go, go, get out of the building. I freaking run down, call the phone. They're like, like, I'm like, what do I do? Like, there's a fire in cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like tripping out. They're like, turn off the lights. I was like, I already turned off the lights. Because I, that's what was yeah, on yeah. fire. One of those kids tossed a foam block up in the light. No way. Freaking dude. So, so it had the potential of like burning it down. Burning down cloud nine. Could you imagine? I was known... Uh, like for the rest of that week, as he'd be on the blacklist. The person, the person that saved Cloud Nine. Literally every staff at Woodward was at Cloud Nine. Everyone showed up, and the, I was like, "Hey, do you guys need help?" Like, they're like, "No, you're good. You're off shift." You're just like, "Yeah." You're like, "I'm you're going like, to ride." You're like, "Yo, I totally know how to get off shift now if I'm ever just, noticed Yeah, I just toss a just foam be like, block up in the Hey, light. yo, kids, can you go like play near the foam pit? Can you just play over there? All right. And they they're played over there. Dude. Like, they never caught the kids. No? Nope. They don't have cameras in there. Do they have well, No, they do. No, they No, don't. for the, like they they have it for like the they'll show you the trick that you did on the resi. After you've done yeah, a trick. But that's, they, all, that's it. That's it. Do they even have security cameras at Woodward? Like, in those skate parks? I've never thought about that before. I don't know. They like for the, sure don't. Because we would for sure have seen, like, fail footage. You know what I'm trying to say? of like Oh, from, like, everything? From from just whatever. Yeah. You, like, yeah. There's, yeah. Then they don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Only only located on, like, resis and foam and all that stuff. But, yeah, that's that's my craziest Woodward story. Other than it getting fl- like flooded out, what do you mean? I literally, <laughs> it, it straight up storm just came out of at nowhere east? at east. So were you work? You, you were working there as an OSI? yeah. I was working there. Did yeah. Ernie get you the job? Yep, Ernie yeah. got me the job. My first time coming down to Arizona for Havasu, I met Ernie, and I figured out that he was like the person for yeah, yeah. for East. He's like, I'll get you in, do it. I was like, dude, I've been wanting to do it. It worked, let alone he didn't tell me like anything. I didn't bring a <laughs> pillow, a sleeping bag, nothing. Didn't know I was gonna be in charge of eleven kids in a cabin and have a bedtime. Oh my gosh! It was, wow. First half week was straight hell. I believe it. After man. that, I got a hold of it. It was awesome. Got scooter instructor of the week. It was dope. Damn. Great time. I can't wait to go back. But this time, I'm going as guest pro. Really? Hopefully. Good, you should. Like, that's I, what Clayton and I always do. That's what, I'm going to be like, I'm not doing this no more. 
You guys should let me in as guest pro. Dude, being a guest pro is great. It's like you get all the perks of being a staff, but you're just a camper. But let me tell you, I love scooter instructing so much that I would like do scooter instructing. Yeah, but you got to wake up in the morning. That's fine, man. <laughs> that's difficult it's for me. For the, dude, like, that's okay, really, me, that's the hardest part you. of my day every day. Let me day. just tell you. Imagine this. You're a young kid. You're at Woodward and you're getting instructed by these people you don't even know. Or would you rather get instructed by Raymond Warner? Because Raymond's like hot right now. Okay. You would way would rather get instructed by Raymond. By Raymond. You'd, you know, these, these kids would rather be instructed by you, by Clayton, by people they actually know. Yeah. Actual pros, you know? True. Whoa, don't give Woodward any ideas. Okay, Seth. Like That's how it used to be. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, no. it's, that's, uh, you know, and for Woodward, if you're watching this, just make it to where, like, it's an option. Because <laughs> I'd love to do it. If I go guest pro, I'd love to do instructing still. I feel like there's some sort of way that Woodward could potentially organize something where, like, where where they put the kids in the in and like the the guest pros like in they they are able to orchestrate scenarios that would come up during the week where like they would just be forced to interact but it wouldn't feel forced. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that that would be really useful, and I think they would try to do that. But right. Yeah, they they pretty much just tell guest pros like five o'clock high jump, be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like if, you know yeah. some main events for them to get the kids hyped and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Damn, Woodward, Woodward is such an experience. It's it's crazy that it just like didn't really happen this year at all. You know what I mean? I definitely was not doing it. Yeah. No, but it's just it's just crazy that like like obviously coronavirus. You know. Yeah. We that that would have not been a, a thing. But it's it's just wild for me to think that like like it just didn't really happen this year. And I feel like that's such like an iconic thing with like how the clips, how you see clips on Instagram, like right. you see a, in so, the summer, you know what I'm trying to say? You yeah. see so many Woodward clips during the summer. Right. At least they were still like supporting, like they just supported Scoot Fest for the USA boys and stuff. So that was sick. That's very true. That's very true. We're still, still doing what they can with all the COVID stuff, but it's whole COVID situation. Tell me so about weird. Tell me about the COVID situation. We were talking about scooters quite a bit, but like what, Tell me what your opinion on the COVID thing and how is it in Oregon, for example? I feel like living in Arizona, I might have a different opinion on it than you. Yeah, um, people in Oregon are definitely more like it's not people in like Arizona aren't tripping about it as much. As no, not Oregon. really. Like I, there's some stores you don't even have to wear masks here. Masks, I feel like I feel like I'm it, over like, it. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I don't I don't really want to be wearing a mask anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I feel like in Arizona, it's like five to ten percent of the places like just don't really care anymore i don't think that they're legally supposed to do that but yeah. like i think they they just are and i think right. the culture in arizona is just kind of doing that do i do i personally want to stop wearing a mask every time i go into a store yes but like like i don't know it's just like it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense like but I also you like, have to wear them in restaurants but as soon as you sit down it's fine to take it off yeah that's stupid <laughs> And I tell I, me what <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I get that. Like there's people's lives at risk. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand that, you know, especially older people, especially the, the sick, the already sick and wounded. Definitely, yeah. definitely get it worse. And it definitely, it is worse than the flu. It is not fun to deal with for sure, but it, it 
does not kill people. Do you know what I think would really? be a, w- like would have the been the flu a, kills people? Yeah, you know what I think would be. So does COVID, but it's just not. You know what I think would be like an interesting experiment? I have, I have no idea how they would set this up or like monitor this, be a control or I, but imagine if they could somehow compare like parallel universes. Imagine there's a parallel universe of the earth okay. where, and in both situations, could be. both situations, COVID happened in one scenario. They didn't tell anybody about the disease, but it still spread exactly how it happened. And the other situation is where we're at. And, <laughs> and I almost think if they wouldn't have told anyone, like, like it, it would have, it would have potentially strengthened people's immune system because they wouldn't be scared. And I feel like when you're scared, that's probably the worst thing for your immune system. When no you're doubt, worried. especially when and they it, lock you inside and you're not allowed to go ex. Like yeah, and then when you're healthy. and then when you're cooped up and you're not leaving the germs that you're around all day, it's like it's like yo, that's yeah. bad, you know. And then yep. and then it's and then and then people start dying. You know what I mean? I I, I wonder. I just wonder if they literally didn't say anything about covid and whoever died from covid was just like a flu death and there's a lot of flu deaths every year it's not like it's totally. not it's no, not like there's I a know. little and totally and and it's like i wonder if it just kind of would have been swept and i wonder how much it, of it had to do with the current politics situation and and a lot of it I, i'm opinion. not going to try to say that i think this is all conspiracy or nothing but i but I feel like things are inter- intertwined you know what i mean yeah. i think that it's it would be stupid to not mm-hmm. think that things are intertwined um yes. i just I just hope that we are able to get to the point in this earth where where neighbors are able to trust each other again. And I feel like that might be just maybe a USA thing, but I feel like this COVID thing has really reinforced your friendships and your relationships online and unenforced your friendships in person. And I believe that you can only get so much of a friendship with anyone online versus a friendship that you would have in person. One hundred percent. And and I and I feel like this person to person is so much more I could talk to you on over FaceTime or But I feel like we wouldn't have the same just, conversation, no, you know? No. And I and I just wonder like 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 is this the best plan of attack for the situation? But it's like once again, we I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Clayton and I are just running in the dark. We don't know. We don't know what the, we don't know what we're doing. It's like yo, those government officials are also just dudes running in the dark. They don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to take their best guess. And what I think is the most sad situation about all of this is I think genuinely on both sides, Democrat, Republican, both sides of any, no matter how you want to look at it, I believe everyone wants like people to like not die. You know what I mean? Oh it's, yeah, it's totally. Just, it's just like how do we get to that point? People have different opinions of how to get to that point. Everyone has the same end goal, but like the routes, people don't like other people's routes. And then that's where conflict happens. That's where Paul, that's where shit happens. And I, I feel like all that shit gets so much worse because of the internet propelling it. It's like, if we were able, I don't know if America was able to have like a big, like group meeting where there was no internet, it was just like Canada or not Canada. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> for real. But it's like, cause literally I'm, I'd imagine cause of COVID's going on. All government officials are meeting up through Zoom, through yeah. FaceTime. And what does that do to do? What does that do to certain things? You know, like you can't. It's not that person to person. Like yes, you can tell their tone of voice and their facial expressions if it's not laggy. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just like this is just so much more. I believe that, and this is just a personal like little theory of mine is is I, I genuinely believe that 
words are are vehicles for your energy. And what I mean by that is I believe that when you're talking to somebody, the actual words that you're hearing and saying to the other person are like 30% of the conversation. The other 70% of the conversation is the energy that you're giving back and forth that the people are, are communicating with each other. And I think that when you have a conversation in person, the energy is being traced back and forth between both the people naturally, how it's always been, you know, how, how humans and, and hominids yeah. have always communicated. And there's this, there's this sense that might not be obvious to like scientists and stuff like that, that, that that's being activated when you have a conversation. That's why like you get goosebumps when you have a good conversation. That's why you have like, that's why you get like amped up. <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah. there's, there's some extra thing. And, and I think that words are vehicles for that thing to be passed through. So if we take it to FaceTime, it's like we would still be having the same conversation. But then but, it's just words. But no, no. Our facial our facial oh. reactions are there. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. But it still feels like it's a little bit cut off. You know what I mean? Yep. And then if we take that one step beyond that, it's like we just go to calling. It's like and we're just and we're just talking on the phone. It's like then we take away the whole facial reaction side of that. Then it, the conversation turns a little bit less. And then if you go from there and you go to voice memos where you're just leaving voice memos mm -hmm. to each other, like sure that's a little bit more than texting because you can understand the person's right. tone of voice, but you're 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 then you're then <laughs> missing out on like on the context of the energy. Like if you have a conversation in person, it's like you build the person up to what they uh, up to a certain energy level. But when you t like when you leave voice memos, it's like whatever the person's energy they're feeling at that moment and they talk to that message, that's what you're getting. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And then you go one step beyond that and you go to texting and it's, it's like way bad. It's way bad. And it's just those vehicles. Just words. You and, can't. And you, you know what I'm trying to say? And it's just, it's so interesting how communication works. Yeah. And it's like, sure, we're becoming like more connected in this world, but it's like, are we becoming more connected? Online. But like, are we more connected? No. It's it's just it, it's it's interesting. Online, right? yes. In person, no. Yeah, but like, what matters? You know what I'm trying to say? Because I feel like if if conversations go to a point where they're pretty much only spoken online, I think that there's a huge part of humanity that people would be missing out on. <laughs> and then you're just not really that connected. Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. No, it's good. It's good. I am, I am with it 100% on, you know, person to person. It's just so much more. Mm -hmm. And this whole COVID situation is just separating that. It's making people scared to be this close and actually talk to someone. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a healthy individual. Whether I get COVID or not, it's the greatest. I'm going to live. Could have straight on through it. Yep. I'm just living my life, dude. <laughs> do you know what? I try and I try and stay out of politics as well, but I do have my two cents on what I what everyone I agree does. You and know, what of I feel course, with, yeah. But I just try and stay away from that. Just have a good time and yeah, <laughs> let my dreams and ambitions guide me. Facts, dude. For real. You know what one of my favorite things about scooter scootering is, and I th it's probably my favorite thing about scootering, is is the community. 
think Mine I, too. I think overall it's like yes, I enjoy doing a bar spin. Yes, I enjoy doing a tail up. But you know, what I really, really enjoy beating cool people in the scooter industry. Yep. You know what I'm trying to say? It's <laughs> yes. like so. It's like that's that's really cool to me. And I feel like one reason I like scooter riders so much is because when I talk to them, I feel like that that connection, that energy connection, I feel like is so prevalent amongst scooter riders because as scooter riders, we're we're basically this in- industry of people who are actively participating in an activity that's not necessarily seen as a cool thing, right? So it's like you have a whole group of people who are younger, who are more susceptible to be pushed around by people's opinions. When you have those people openly just being like, yo, I don't care what people think about me for riding a scooter. I love it. I'm going to go out of my way to scooter. I'm going to spend my money on scootering. I'm going to do everything scootering. It's like when you get a group of those people together, there's really no no barriers. There's really like... Street jams? It, 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 <laughs> it's, so, it's so raw, dude. It's like such raw humanity. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, dude. It's so oh, cool, man. The, I'm telling you. Yes, I agree with you. My favorite thing about scootering, the community, meet new people, the hype. The rawness. The rawness. Yeah. It's events. Events is what brings people together. And that's why events are my favorite. Competitions, street jams. It's not necessarily because I'm competing in this competition or I could I could win some money from this competition. It's I get to see all the homies again (laughs) from all over, you know? Yeah. No, I think that I think that's the reason everyone goes to contests, right? Yeah, I, I, it's, see it's your a, homies. It's like a family reunion. With, yeah, exactly. It literally, is, it, it literally is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, no, it's I love that. <laughs> I love that about scootering, man. Is and you know what's so funny is like I feel like when you if you ask a skateboarder about the skateboarding industry or biker about the bike industry or, actually, I don't want to say the word industry. I want to use the word community. If you th- talk about the the skate community, um. I'm sure they would all say the same thing. Yeah, it's and 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 that's yeah, the reason skateboarders like skateboarding. Like the reason skateboarders like skateboarders is because they have that same sort of connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if if action sports was able to see each other eye to eye on that raw human level, dude, can you imagine how many things action sports could do? As like, dude, a that's how I am. Yeah, I some skater did a trick today earlier at Tempe. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that was so sick. He's like, thanks, man. That's how it should be. No, it should be, yeah. You know, like, I think everything is sick. I said this earlier. Everything. I'm talking unicycles. I'm talking rollerblading. Pogo I'm talking sticks. Pogo sticks. <laughs> you can do some sick stuff. I'm, I'm, Dude, it's sick. It's just For, sick nope. to me, man. It is. Just as long, this is what I say. I don't care what you're riding. As long as you're riding. And or bouncing. Fun. That's it. <laughs> or bouncing if you're on a pogo stick. You know, that's what it's all about. It's all about having fun. For real, dude. Getting together and seeing the homies. Seeing the homies, dude. Dude, I don't I don't think you could have said any better. I feel like I feel like that's that's the wonderful, beautiful thing about especially the scooter community. It's just like how like how just open it is, you know, like how Yeah. I don't know. It's just awesome. Yeah. Like scootering is nothing like politics. Nothing. Okay. I, I literally, I hate how all this, there's so much crazy stuff going on in the world right now. But what's so cool about the scooter community is that no one's racist. You, you, you ride a scooter 
You ride a scooter. You literally ride you, a scooter. You know scooter. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you're a human being. I don't care what you like, like what you're doing. We have something in common. Yeah. You know, you are a human being. Yeah, no, like that's such a good I point. I don't see you any other way different. You're a human being. You're a human being. We don't know what Dude. we're doing on this planet, but Dude, we're here. We're here and we're all people, <laughs> you know? And that's one one thing that absolutely blows my mind away is that people cannot understand that we are all people. Yeah. And to me, in my eyes, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. But to everyone else, they got they're still stuck on their it's crazy. It's just uh, their thoughts. It's just ego when it, when you really break it down. You know what I mean? It's yeah. ego and insecurities, mm-hmm. and it's it's ignorance. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I I think that I think that it's way more prevalent in other little niches than scootering. You know what I mean? I think that scootering, pretty much all scooter riders are open minded. I I can't remember the last time I met a scooter rider that wasn't like open minded and cool. Right. I, the, I know. I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I definitely have ran into some yeah. people because they're people. Yeah. Not I mean, everyone's there's every element. There's every yeah. type of person in the scooter community. Every same with, same with skating, mm-hmm. same with BMXing, like pretty much every action sport, you know, it's just, man, I, I hope people just get over the fact that it's, <sighs> Get over their superstitions. <laughs> Facts, dude. Well, Seth, I think that is a good place to to wrap it up. I've I've really enjoyed having you on the dude. podcast today, and I feel like we had some really good conversations. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, dude. Well, thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. This is Seth. Tell me your Instagram really quick. My Instagram is my first and last name with an underscore in the middle, Seth Lachlan, and you spell Lachlan like laugh, L-I-N. <laughs> Nice. Well, we have a um, ride day at AZ Grind on December 5th, as well as our drop on the same day at noon. So make sure to go to undialed.co and check that out. But anyway, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace out.